Hey, this is Sharon Trivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes and tell you about the building blocks of money. This is actually a semi-uncomfortable episode for me because I've never been comfortable talking about money or flaunting anything because maybe because of how I was raised. It's just not my jam. And I'm not like ultra flashy money guy. But understanding personal finance is really important because when you are feeling money secure, a lot of things become really easy. And and I will tell you this, money is a skill. Money is a skill. It can be learned. And as you learn it, it sets you free in so many different ways. So this is the building blocks of money, the three foundations of personal finance learned through the School of Hard Knocks. I break it all down for you step-by-step step, starting right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Trivata, and welcome to Business School. At the start of this year, I started doing something really uncomfortable because my coach told me to do so. And I started talking about where I am investing these days and uh, made be cultural or what have you. I have not really spent any amount of time talking about money. And it's a really uncomfortable conversation for me because I just wasn't raised that way. And maybe you're a little different, but it was, it's was it been hard for me. But both on email and on social media, I've been talking about where I've been investing and the number one question people ask me is like, Sharon, tell us the things that you're investing in. And apart from uh, venture capital and private equity investments, the vast majority of the thing that I'm looking at right now is multifamily. And I, I do it for several reasons. And the main thing is because it is actually run by great operators. When you have a great operator running a business backed by real estate, the tax advantage is the cash flow and the overall appreciation is pretty powerful. I work with ARC Multifamily Group. And uh, so if you want to get a sense of well, the stuff that we're looking at, just get on the VIP list, see the deals that are there, and maybe it'll be of interest to you, and maybe it's good education for you. So if you're interested in it, go to arcviplist.com. I think that's it. That's what it is, arcarcviplist.com, and it'll give you access to all the deals I'm looking at, and maybe you'll be interested in it as well, maybe co-investors, which is going to be fun. So wanted to share that with you. All right, let's get into the meat of this episode, because this is a money episode. And I wish I had had this episode given to me, gifted to me when I was getting started. And I hope that you are able to pick up a few nuggets from this episode. I called it the building blocks of money. In fact, these are the three foundations of personal finance. I wish if I had just been given kind of this insight, I would be so far ahead of where I am right now because it would have gotten me started on the right foot. In fact, I had to learn all of this the hard way. And I hope you don't have to do that one thing. So I'm going to take you to three big pieces in in this episode. Number one, know your numbers. Well, what exactly does that mean? Number two, build your plan. Well, what exactly does that mean? And automate your flows. How? What, what exactly does that mean? Because I have no idea, right? So uh, know your numbers, build your plan, automate your flows. And you must be thinking, well, Sharon, what qualifies you to share any of this? And I'll tell you, nothing. Nothing qualifies me to share any of this. I just learned all of this from the School of Hard Knocks. And... Uh, I have a few, a few quote, uh, modern day 
you know, credentials to to feel like I can share some of this with you. Number one, I've had five exits in the last 19 years, which is which was most than 99.99% of the people in the world. Uh, number two, I currently run Real, which is a lot fastest going publicly traded real estate brokerage in the world, traded on the NASDAQ and on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, I have done private equity, which is, means I've invested in companies. I have a I have an MBA with honors from Vanderbilt in finance, so I know kind of how this works. I was an I was a banker on Wall Street for both Goldman Sachs and Credit Suisse, so I know how the Wall Street world works. And I have all the licenses and uh, credentials associated with it, which is the Series 66, the 7, the 63, and I have too many coaches. So if not anything else, I think I have enough experience of being dangerous and learning the hard way, which I'm hopefully want to share with you. But the best part about the building blocks of money is what does it actually mean for you? And if I can't break it down into something that you can utilize, then it's totally useless. So let's jump into it. The first one is know your numbers. Well, I think there's only three numbers you need to know. And if you know these three numbers and you track these three numbers and you're aware of these three numbers, it gets it, you're able to guide your financial future very, very well. And here's the first one, which is your monthly expenses. What is your monthly nut? And I will tell you right now, very few people know exactly what they need to live their personal lives on a monthly basis. And knowing your monthly nut is foundational. Most people don't know. And I'll tell you, if you were to, if you don't know it, uh, you need to know it to the $100. So you can't say, oh, it's roughly $4,000 to $8,000. Well, that doesn't work. I need to, you need to know it to, to the $100, right? Because it, it varies a little bit. But what is it? The easiest way to find it out is to build a budget, which you're not going to do. I know you're not going to do it. It is the, like building, budgeting is the worst. It is the hardest thing. It is the most boring thing. No one woke up in the morning and says, yay, it's going to be a great day. I'm going to build a budget today. Like nobody did that. So you're not going to build it, but it's probably the best way to do it, but you're not going to do it anyway. So let's assume that you're not going to build a budget. Let's assume you have a P&L statement. Maybe you tell your accountant to say, hey, you know what? In addition to my business, you should also do my personal uh, profit and loss statement. You're not going to do that either. There's a good chance. I just started doing that this year. I only had my businesses with P&Ls, but this year I started doing my personal P&L, which has been so fascinating and I loved it so much. And uh, my advisor, Christine Maldez, actually does it and it's super been, been super great. By the way, if you're interested in that, you should talk to Christine. Uh, she runs Haven Financial and does uh, accounting and bookkeeping for you know all small, medium-sized businesses. Go to havenfs.com. I think that's her website. And um, she'll be great. She does it for me and a lot of my friends, so she may help you too. But most importantly, how do you get your monthly expenses? How I, how I would suggest doing it, you got to get a ballpark right away. I would just go to your bank and I would look at all the monies that went out flowed from your bank. I'm going to assume that your credit card got paid out of your bank account too. So you only have to look at your bank and you have to look at sorted by all the outflows from your bank, just essentially the, you know, the credits, not the debits or whatever the other way around credits, right? Um, and or the, the stuff that left your account and just make it a three month average. So take all the, um, all the payments that were made from your account in month, in this month, last month, and the month before, and just average them out and you'll know right away that is pretty close to what your monthly nut is. And then start tracking that because once you start tracking that, you will start to get your monthly nut number. If you don't know that, there's nothing to actually work towards, which is super important. And let me tell you why I'm suggesting you track your monthly nut number. All of us in some way yearn for freedom, as in time freedom, money freedom, relationship freedom, 
especially time and money freedom, right? So if you want financial freedom, most people don't get financial freedom because they don't know how to define it. My uh, my money coaches, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray, taught me this definition of financial freedom, which I really love and connect with. And it is where your passive income is greater than your monthly expenses. Think about that for a second. Financial freedom is where your passive income is greater than your monthly expenses, which means that you have passive income, not active, passive income, where you're getting income from other sources that you don't have to actively work for. When your passive income is greater than your monthly, not your monthly expenses, then you're essentially financially free because you can then live your life and live your lifestyle without changing your lifestyle. And you get what it does is when you have financial freedom, what people don't realize is when that happens, it gives you ultimate time leverage, right? That's what we're trying to do. People think that financial freedom is having a lot of money. What they don't realize is financial freedom is actually removing the shackles of trading time for anything, needing to be somewhere. That's what it is. The reason I'm suggesting to track your monthly nut is because if you don't know that, this idea of financial freedom becomes almost unattainable because you can't get to passive income greater than monthly expenses. Now, the other way to do that is, is to also say, well, I need to accumulate this number. There's a lot of commercials that say, oh, what is your number? Well, yeah, you need to go get $20 million to live. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm just going to tell you this right now. Whatever you think you need, you need more. Whatever you think you need, you need more. That's what it is. And that's why thinking about a number in the future that you may need as a pot of gold to then draw down on is so far away that now what it says is you're going to have to work the next 30 years of your life to then unlock this little pot of gold so that you can start drawing it down and live. Instead, I've chosen to have a different definition of financial freedom, which is can my act, can my passive income be greater than my monthly expenses? Can I get to that? Can I think about that? Can I learn about that? Can I fuel that? Because when I do that, I bring age and time freedom on my side. Whether you like that definition or not, two things are true. One, it works because once you what you focus on improves. And two, if you don't have a definition of what financial freedom means to you, it's almost unattainable. You will ne- you will always hit the goal that you never set for yourself, right? And that's why this is important. So you have to know your monthly expenses. Number two, you got to know the average monthly cash across all your accounts because that's your safety net. If you have two or three accounts, the average person has two or three accounts spread across two banks. If you just know your average cash balance and you got to check it on a weekly or monthly basis, it's good. I would check it on a weekly basis. So you're seeing, hey, you know what? I'm picking a number. Hey, I have $23,000 across all my accounts and it roughly stays there. So now you know, hey, wow, I have a $23,000 safety net. How do I improve this? How do I get a windfall around this? Because cash is your safety net and it's really, really important. And last but not least, the third number is net worth. At the end of the day, net worth is everything because when you go apply, like when, when I apply for a loan uh, to our bank account, to our, to our bank, to buy a building or whatever, they ask for a personal financial statement, right? Essentially, what is that? It is, yeah, you get income, et cetera, but they want to see net worth. They want to see incomes coming in and assets versus liabilities. The bigger the net worth, the more the bank is willing to lend because they have more to go after, right? And if we keep working day to day, week to week, month to month, and all we're focused on is getting another 10% increase in pay, that's interesting at best because your net worth does not change. Net, net, you leave nothing behind. Net, net, you have no, if something happens to you, the music stops tomorrow, what happens? Your income stops, but they don't have any assets. So counting your net worth is the beginning of understanding you know, the building blocks of money. You don't have to improve it. You don't have to grow it. But I will tell you, I have friends right now who have negative net worths. They have 
significant positive active income. Like they have high six and seven figure incomes, but they have negative net worths. Like think about that for a second, right? So high active income, negative net worth, that's not good. And so knowing it is important because otherwise you can't dig yourself out of the hole. Those are three really important things to know your numbers. My suggestion would be if you can't, if I asked you for your monthly nut, if I asked you for your average cash balances all across all accounts and I asked you for your net worth and you couldn't tell me what it was, then you don't have enough of a numbers baseline to do more growth with. You have to know these numbers because knowing this awareness of this is extremely, extremely, uh, extremely powerful. All right. So that's number one. Know your numbers. Here's number two. Build your plan. Building your plan is really important. And so I want to tell you a story. I have a, I, I used to have a business partner and he said, hey, I want to be uh I want to have a $55 million net worth before I'm 55. And I'm like, where did you get that? He goes, well, why not? And I, I like the, the why not is a terrible answer, right? The, because there's it's not grounded in anything. You're not emotionally connected to it anything. It doesn't materially change anything. It's just a random number that you're dramatically motivated to. And I've known him many years and he's nowhere close to the $55 million net worth. I will tell you that. In fact, I don't even think he's hit a million dollar a year in the last, you know, in the last five to seven years. And so- Without that, it's hard to get there. But I like what he said, $55 million net worth. He's tracking his net worth. And that itself is good because now you get a chance to do that. So the, the key here is to build your plan. He had a $55 million net worth before he's 55. He wanted to do that. Why? Because somebody else was doing that. Someone else was thinking that he stole this idea of a $55 million net worth before he was 55 from somebody else. It was not his plan. So the point is, build your plan. You've got to tell the truth. Tell the truth because you have nothing to prove. Tell the truth because you have nothing to prove. If my goal is to have a $10 million net worth and your goal is to have a $14 million net worth, more power to you. I don't need the extra $4 million. If my goal is a $100 million net worth and your goal is a $4 million net worth, great. My goal should not affect you because what I, what I need is my truth. What I have designed is my truth. It is not your truth. You don't have to have... Like I know a lot of people that make $40,000 a year or are live on a pension because they were a postmaster and live extremely happy lives. It's totally okay. I, I have stopped judging people by how much money that they make. I've only, I only evaluate my relationship with them with how good they are with what they have designed for themselves. So tell the truth. So the question here is this, how do you plan by telling the truth? And so whenever I plan, I think about this thing called a 3190. Three years out, one year out, 90 days out. All right. So what you're drawing for yourself, think about this for a second, is you're drawing a grid. The rows are 3190. The columns are income, expenses, investments, and net worth. I'll say it again. Rows are 3190. Columns, income, expenses, investments, and net worth. So let I'm just going to take you through this really quick. So Essentially, what you're going to do is you're going to say, all right, 90 days out, what do I want my income to be? And so you set a goal for that. What do I want my expenses to be? You know your monthly expenses. Great. Do I want to have any investment? Great. You put that in. What should my net worth be? Cool. Now you have a 90-day goal. All right. Based on that, what is your one-year goal? I want my income to be X. I want my expenses to be Y. I want my investments to be Z. I want my net worth to be uh, A. So now you have a 3190 plan. You get, this is literally a grid of boxes. No one should understand this but you because now you're like, wait a minute, this is really powerful because I have not just set a goal. I've set a 3190 goal for my income, expenses, investments, and net worth because what you do is you get to build your plan. And now 
you get to say, okay, so if I built this plan and I said, hey, you know, in, for income, I want to do, a, I'm making up numbers here. I want to do a million dollars in the next 90 days. That's income. In expenses, I'm going to have $300,000 in expenses because I have $100,000 a month. Okay, cool. That's expenses. $100,000 a month. I got a pretty badass life for that, right? You know, I don't, I, I, I live a pretty simple life. I don't need to do, I don't, I don't, I don't drive a Lambo. I don't have a boat. I don't have a, I, I don't need 16 vacation homes. They totally stress me out. You know, I don't have 14 jets. I'm not interested in any of that stuff. Like I care more about making great content for you, running a great business, taking care of my friends and family. That's all I care about because I just don't have time for anything else. Um, but now you get to say, all right, so I have a million dollar income goal. I have a $300,000 expense goal. Uh, because of that, I'm going to have a little delta, which means I'm going to invest $100,000. So my net worth is going to be $5 million. All right, cool. So now I know if that's my goal, I know what I need to do. So now I ask myself, what actions do I need to take to hit that income goal? What actions do I need to take to trim that expenses goal? What actions do I need to take to help that investment goal? What actions do I need to take overall that is going to impact the net worth goal? I just ask myself. And when I ask myself, I generally know, hey, do I need to learn a skill? Do I need to learn a skill? Do I need to learn how an infinite banking works? Do I need to learn how to remove money from my IRA? What is the skill I need to learn? Number two, do I, the second thing action-wise, I say, what people do I need in my life? Do I need a bookkeeper and an accountant like Christine Valdez to help you with this stuff? Like, what is that? Who is that person, right? And the third, or do I need a new CPA? How do I actually do that? And the third is infrastructure, right? What infrastructure do I need to protect myself? Do I need to update my will? Do I need to consolidate my bank accounts to make things easier? Do I need to go get a line of credit? What actions you need to hit those goals? What I've realized is a lot of times we have these actions, but they're not tied to immediate goal targets like a 3190. And because of that, we're unable to get to what we want to get to. I'm sorry I'm being very dense and tactical on this one because I just want to give you this idea. You may have to re-listen to this again. But if we set all these goals, like here's the one goal that I think is a terrible idea. Uh, so you may be sitting at a conference and the person says, oh, write down your goal for the year and you say a million dollars. And then he or she from stage says, put another zero next to it. And you're like, this is dumb. I don't even have like a plan to hit the million. How am I going to hit a plan to hit 10 million, right? And the reason is the mechanics are not prevalent. You don't see the pieces of the puzzle. You don't see the grid. You don't see the 3190. You don't see the actions you need to take to hit those goals. That's why this is really important. Just adding a zero doesn't change your mindset. Adding a zero for most people causes stress. And you have to find a way to solve that stress. And the way you find a way to solve that stress is by getting a 3190, is by getting the three numbers you need to watch. When you have the building blocks, uh, expanding your goal horizon becomes a lot easier. So number one, know your numbers, monthly expenses, average monthly cash balances, and net worth. Number two, build your plan. And the idea there is to make sure you have a 3190 plan of your income, your expenses, your investments, and your net worth. And the only actions that you need to take these hit these goals are what skill do you need to do, uh, develop, what, what are the people you need to connect with or what infrastructure you need to build. So whenever I think of like, you know, how do I do better? I ask myself this, what skill do I need to develop? Because that forces me to take responsibility. What people do I need to connect with? So it makes me a who, not how. And third is what infrastructure do I need to build? Because I know that systems drive success. So I always think about skill, people, infrastructure, SPI all the time. So anytime you're presented with a problem, ask yourself, SPI, do I need a better skill and take responsibility here? Do I need to learn how to do it better? Do I need better people in my life because it's a who, not how, because I'm not succeeding at this? Or do I need better infrastructure? So that's number two, build your plan. All right, let's go to the last one, which is number three, which is automate your flows. Automate your flows. I, so automating your flows, I've taught this at a 
several masterminds over the last 10 years. I actually learned this at Goldman Sachs with one of my clients. In fact, I didn't even learn it at Goldman. One of my clients uh, who was a billionaire taught me what he was doing. So uh, I've taught this to many influencers. Actually, there's a ton of YouTube videos ripping off the exact framework that I taught uh, that is not even mine, is from one of my clients. So, but it's just kind of sad that, you know, people rip it off. It's doing really well. So clearly the framework's working, which is great. So the 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 main way of thinking about this is most people just have all their money in one account. And I suggest a three account system. Most people just say, hey, you know what? I got money in my checking account. I pay bills out of my checking account. Oh, it's all good. And that's it. And then they have a stock portfolio or whatever. I, I suggest a like three plus one, like a four account flow. All the money comes into one account called the quarterback. This is why I talk about automating your flows. All the money comes into one account called the quarterback. So let's say, for example, you make $30,000 a month. Cool. All the money comes into your quarterback for $30,000. And let's say your expenses are 15,000 out of 30,000. So instantly what happens is that you take 15,000 out of the 30,000 and it goes into an expense account. So you run all your expenses from the expense account. That way you know you're being true to your expenses and you're not overdrawing from yourself. The second and third account are tax account investment accounts. So you're like, okay, so out of this 30,000, maybe you've already prepaid some taxes, et cetera. So you're like, hey, you know what? I have to put $5,000 in taxes aside. So now you put $5,000 in taxes aside. So now you're down, so you're 15 and five. So now you're down to 20,000. So you have 10,000 left. You're like, hmm, cool. Now that I've actually figured out, I've done my expenses, I've done my taxes, I should invest the rest, right? Yes, that would make sense. And so you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep like $3,000 in cash and I'm going to invest the 7,000. So it's really simple. So the four account system is every, all the money comes and think about it for a second. All the money drops into a quarterback that that first account that you close your eyes and you look at as a quarterback. The first thing you're saying is, hey, what is my monthly nut? The, that monthly nut automatically goes to the expenses account and you pay all your expenses out of that account. Cool. The second account is your taxes. If you've already, if you're not prepaid them, you set your escrow yourself some taxes. And the third is whatever's left over, you make some determination on whether you're going to invest that or not. When you have a three account system, it gets really, really good because now you know exactly you have good financial discipline on how you run your life. The investments can also be automated, right? So uh, I utilize the idea of infinite banking. So um, I fund my, I fund a lot of, you know, very tactically engineered whole life policies to give me um, a container for managing cash. So I fund, I take those monies and I put it in our life insurance policies that that are a container or store value for cash. I also, you know, some people don't like this, but I also I like investing in the broad-based stock market because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm an operator. I like businesses. I think businesses grow over time. So I actually use Robinhood's continuous investing feature. So you can literally say, hey, buy the SP five hundred um every every Wednesday. And it will buy a hundred dollars worth of the SP five hundred every Wednesday. And you'd be shocked as to how much money I've made because I've just dollar cost averaged over time. And it's really powerful. And I just keep buying because I know that, you know, if I did it for 10, 15, 20 years, the law of buying into the market will tell me that I'm doing, it always does well. And, but it, you need a longer time horizon associated with it. Right. And the third thing about investing is you save for a goal. So maybe my wife says, Hey, you know, I want to get a vacation house, which she's never going to say, or she wants, you know, to redo, to do a, you know, to do a rehab on the home or renovation, whatever. So we save for a goal. But the key is, when you have this four account system, all the money comes into a quarterback. You send the your monthly net into your expenses. You save for taxes and you invest. When you just do that, you'll have such good financial discipline on your finances that automating your flows, if you just automate that on a monthly basis, you'd be shocked as to how much better you feel about your life. 
and it will help you make filtering decisions on money and finances and investing and thinking and your overall feeling of safety and financial freedom so much better because now you know that if somebody just pre-funds your expense account with passive income, you're done. You're financially free for the rest of your life. And that is extremely, extremely powerful. That is automate your flows. Um, I uh, I should say this. I, they, based on all of this, my the biggest unfair advantage that I have is bookkeeping and forecasting because when you don't know your numbers, you can't really do anything. Uh, income versus expenses compared to last year, look forward. And it, you need you need good bookkeeping for a CPA. Um, and by, by the way, my friend Christine Valdez, who is the CEO of uh, Haven Financial, does this. If you want an introduction to Christine, just uh, DM me and I'll, I'll give you an introduction to her. Uh, her website is havenfinancialservices.com. I think it's havenfs.com, which you should check it out. Or just DM me and I'll give you an intro to Christine. Until I, we started doing really good bookkeeping, you don't really know the data. You don't really have the projections. You don't really know the pieces of the puzzle. You can't really do much. So if you want to work with Christine, that would be it. I don't know if she's taking on new clients, but message me and I'll make an intro and see if it's a good fit for you. All right, that's cool. So let me do a quick recap. Number one, know your numbers. Uh, three numbers you need to know are uh, your monthly nut, average monthly cash balances across accounts and net worth. Number two, build your plan. Literally, you got to be honest. Be honest for yourself because it is your truth. Tell your truth. Don't compare. And third, automate as much as possible because automation is your commitment. Automation is your commitment. And if I would give you one other goal, I would say get a money coach. Find find somebody who can coach you on money because if you can start talking to people freely about money, it will dramatically change how you think about money and your relationship with money forever. So if any of this was helpful, can you do me a favor? I have no idea it's helpful to you. Can you take a screenshot? Just take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me with it saying, all right, cool. I picked up a couple ideas that was interesting. That way I know what is interesting to you. And uh, that would be helpful. If you think your partner or your spouse or your friend will benefit from that, please share it with them. But most importantly, if you'd like me to make more of this for you or change the way or give you some insights into how you think about this, um, you know, please tag me and, and take a screenshot and tag me. It'll allow me to know that I should make more of this for you or not, which will be really, really good. So uh, this was the building blocks of money, the three foundations of personal finance. Know your numbers, build your plan, automate your focus. I appreciate you. Take a screenshot, tag me, and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.